And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm very pleased to be back. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Steph Barnett. Yes, I'm remote, but the show will still go on. So, coming up today, Brigstow. Uh, Alan's all on his lonesome. Cowboy hats and speedos. I catch up with a couple of gym owners about keeping fit during Corona. And Kiki. Laura and the team present Black Queerness. All today, right here on Shout Out. are you all all right thank you well we're we're remote but good i know isn't it weird yeah it's yeah. a very odd thing to um, when we're so used to recording um, our show live and um and now doing it from different houses it yeah. is quite odd but good tech i mean you think maybe 10 15 years ago would we have had the technology to actually broadcast like we are now remotely no. half a dozen people no. all on at the same time well you think 2005 the iphone was just being launched i think somewhere around there that's, re- that's really yeah, weird that's to think, crazy. isn't it it yeah. is it's crazy and, and, and yeah. here we are we, we should point out for the listeners actually we are all in our own homes with yeah. individual yeah. microphones um, and we're using some brand new technology on the internet um, that allows me to basically record everyone um, so if we sound like we're in a studio it's all because we went and dusted off our microphones or St- Steph got out a muffin dear 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 well someone, Not someone again. had to make the joke <laughs> <laughs> So. Somebody did, yeah, and that had to be Mr. Shilton. Sorry. Um, hello, uh, Tara. It's lovely yeah. to see you too. I know. It's it's good. It's, it's a bit weird. I, I'm always racing about for the last few year, months doing a course, and I've finished now. So it's given me a bit more free time. And, of course, we're all locked up at the moment, so actually I'm forced to slow down and actually just be. And it's really weird. It really is weird yeah. to slow down. Probably yeah. good for you because you, you do work hard. Tara, you do work hard. You deserve a rest. Yeah, but I enjoy this. I mean, that's the other thing. This is really good fun, you know? Yeah. Shall I tell the, the listeners as well that we've got uh, Jitsi Meet, which is an app um, switched on, so we can actually see each other while we're recording on um, um, another bit of software. Yeah, um, well, it's quite good, isn't it? Because a lot of people are using Zoom and Skype, um, but of course, because they're so popular, they're getting a bit <laughs> overwhelmed. Are you right there, Hans? <laughs> I am sorry. I, I sipped some water, and ironically, it's making me cough. So, um... <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, you let's quarantine. That it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice red zebra trousers as well. I know, but well, it's, they're actually the Grinch. Well, anyway, uh, we ought to explain. We are intending to keep broadcasting as best we can. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, we're not all in the studio together, so uh, things will be a bit different to what you're used to. But we'll do our best to keep it professional. I mean, Steph's still involved, so I can't guarantee everything. But <laughs> no, I actually, I owe, I owe you um, a big thank you, actually, because uh, you and Hans have pretty much held the fort the, the last couple of weeks where. Um, uh, uh, we've been in isolation, so yeah. My, myself yeah, and Andy well, have, have both had it, so we, we've sort of we've come back with vengeance, shall we say? Yeah, still. Yeah. Anyway, and, um, um, well, 
Yeah, go on, Andy. No, I was going to say, uh, really packed show, so we ought really to kind of kick things off. So, um, um, and I believe he's on his own too, isn't he, poor old Alid? Um, uh, but he did manage to record us um, Brigstow My Five uh, with some more information uh, carrying on. Uh, so have a listen to this. My Five on Shoutout. Hello and welcome to the um, April edition of the Brigstow My Five. Um, you've just got me um, this month. It's Alid again, um, just because of the current situ- situation that we're in. Um, so I thought I'd take this month, um, you know, to talk about um, the current situation and how um, that is affecting people living with HIV um, and the services that we're still delivering at Brigstow. Um, so firstly, I really hope that you are all well, um, you are staying safe um, and you're looking after your well-being and you're taking moments of self-care um, and you are looking after yourselves to the best. Um, this is a strange time for everyone but we are all in this together and we will um, pull through this um, because we are amazing and I always think a little bit you know L- LGBTQIA plus people um, we are resilient uh, we've had a lot of adversities that have been throwing our way and we always come out of them um, usually um, in a really good place um, so there is a family there and seek them out so firstly um, you know just in case anybody has got any questions um, that there is no evidence at this moment in time to suggest that um, people living with HIV are any more susceptible or at risk in contracting COVID-19. Um, there is no evidence to suggest that um, and they're in the guidelines as well. If you are living with HIV and you contract COVID-19, then that is not a pre-diagnostic for you to go straight into critical care. Um, It will be very dependent on the symptoms and how you're doing. Um, So just then some general information for you. So if you have a good CD4 um, of um, more than 200 and you're undetectable, Um, and on treatment, um, then you just need to follow the general advice that has been given to the public. If you have a CD4 count of less than 50 or has had an an opportunistic infection in the last six months, um, then we would say that you are extremely vulnerable and you should follow the shielding advice for the public for three months. If you haven't been contacted by the government and you fit into that bracket and you need the government support for people who are self-isolating for 12 weeks, um, then contact clinic. 
Um, general advice is that um, most of the appointments now, your clinic appointments, um, these, unless clinic based at Southmead, um, this is only in Bristol, sorry. Um, so in Bristol and um, the surrounding areas and your clinic services are provided in Bristol, um, then unless uh, one of the clinician or nurses deem for you that it um, you have to go in um, then all of these appointments now will be done virtually over the phone um, but clinic will let you know if they need you to go in um, there is no need to stockpile your medications we just make sure that you have access to one month of medication Okay, um, Brookstow services are continuing to run. The office is closed, and but all of the staff are working from home, and we are doing telephone meetings and virtual meetings um, and video calling. So, if you do need any form of support and you are HIV positive and you live in Bristol or the surrounding areas, then please do get in contact with us. You can call us on 0117-955-038. That's 0117-955-038. Or you can email us at info at org. All of this information is on our website, which is www.brigstow.org and we will be sharing a lot of stuff over our socials. Um, this is all from me today. That was just the bulk of it um, and the main point of it. But if you, I do really want to reiterate that if you do need any form of support at all, whether that's regards to medication, self and well-being, isolation, food, universal credit, um, then do give us a call. We are always here for you. But... Um, until next month, remember, stay safe, look after yourselves, and we will speak again very soon. Thank you. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Right, Coral Denver and Wimaway and who yodeled the best in the team? And what well, a well, what a <laughs> choice of songs, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not I thought I we'd expecting. go at I thought we'd turn at ninety degrees and throw it out there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but how far are we? I mean that is throwing. <laughs> I love. You just I love. have to gargle, gargle with a few pebbles. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's interesting because normally when we're in a studio, of course, I can see you all kind of like dancing along with it. But here it's like remote camera. I can see you all dancing. It's really weird. <laughs> I thought I did some incredible lip syncing, which obviously um, the listeners won't be able to see. Yeah, about but, uh, two seconds behind. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was in tune in time, Maya. <laughs> it looked like a Japanese movie being 
dubbed badly into English. <laughs> Lovely. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's get some news headlines. This is Showtape News for Thursday, 2nd of April. Gay and bi artists are among those nominated by the New Musical Express as keeping our collective spirits up during the period of social distancing that millions of people are practising to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Illustrated with a fantastic picture of a young Elton John listening to music on an antiquated hi-fi system, Thomas Smith writes, musicians have responded admirably. Bands are utilising the internet in magnificent ways to reach fans impacted by show cancellations and delayed releases. Some are playing shows directly to fans with nifty live streams while recommendations and diary entries are flooding in to keep us well occupied while doing our civic duty. On the NME.com website, Smith publishes a recommended playlist to start people off exploring music on the internet. They include gay anthems like A Prayer by Madonna and I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross. It also features modern icons Lady Gaga and Dua Lipa and Years and Years. Community radio stations are also carrying on the work of entertaining people and providing a local hub for support and advice during the period of social restraint. In Bristol, station BCFM has introduced a new lunchtime strand hosted by veteran broadcaster Tristan B, which will be presented from his own lockdown studio and serve as a focal point for the station's coronavirus period output. On the 48-metre band, where many European pirate stations operate for the benefit of hobbyist listeners, many have been making regular weekday broadcasts in addition to their traditional Saturday and Sunday services. One such unlicensed operator is broadcasting and under the title Radio Quarantina. Queer singer and artist and the former frontman of legendary rock band R.E.M., Michael Stipe has published a moving but uplifting video dedicated to the world as countries unite in unprecedented fashion to combat the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Mr Stipe sings a cappella, a version of the R.E.M. classic It's the End of the World as We Know It, but then goes on to send love to the whole planet, saying that we are all hunkering down and fighting this together. A a visibly moved Michael Stipe says that we will come through all of this together for the experience. The band R.E.M. was an influential alternative rock act founded in 1980 in the city of Athens, Georgia. It soon became a staple of alternative and college radio playlists in the United States and broke through to the international acclaim with the 1989 album Green and its follow-up Out of Time. Mr. Stipe has always, ba- always battled press questions about his sexuality and prefers uh, to identify as queer. During a previous pandemic of AIDS during the 90s, it was rumoured in many media that Michael, uh, Mr. Stipe was HIV positive. Stipe responded with, I think AIDS hysteria would obviously and naturally extend to people who are media figures and anybody of indecipherable or unpronounceable sexuality. Anyone who looks gaunt for whatever reason, or anybody is associated with it, for whatever reason, wears, the, wears its hat um, or the way I carry myself, has always been queer friendly. Thanks to indie music portal Strangeways Radio for alerting this to the, us to this story. Focalise, the independent community magazine for St Paul's in Bristol, reports on the body positive movement. No, this does not refer to the now defunct HIV network of the 1990s, but rather the challenges to stigma around larger and more diverse body shapes, colours and appearances. With this in mind, the magazine catches up with Devaki, who teaches a class called Kirby Girls Yoga. This is specifically for people who identify as a woman 
who are as women who are a size 16 or more. It is the only yoga class of its kind in Bristol. No experience is necessary and Devaki says that the women coming to the classes are kind, caring, supportive, funny and empowered. To find out more about Curvy Girl Yoga, visit their website available at curvygoyoga.co.uk. With the country currently under a business shutdown, Devaki has made use of modern technology to stay on top of demand for her classes and people are signing up to her online classes. All details available online as well as ways to pay to join these online sessions. And finally, the university's favourite former Borg, Seven of Nine, has come out as being a lesbian, or at least decidedly non-heterosexual. In a move that will delight many LGBTQ fans of Star Trek, Gay Times magazine takes up the story, reporting that there is, in the latest iteration of the Star Trek franchise called Picard, after its main protagonist, features a most welcome return of Seven of Nine, who first appeared during Season 5 of Star Trek Voyager series. Seven of Nine is played by actor and pin-up Jerry Ryan. Gay Times says that during a short but significant scene in Picard, Seven holds hands with Michelle Hurd's character, Raffi. After a fan asked if the character was officially a member of the Rainbow Flag family, Jerry Ryan responded with just one emoji. Yep, you guessed it, a rainbow flag. Now, not everyone is familiar with the Star Trek universe, so briefly, Seven of Nine is a former member of the Borg Collective a cybernetically enhanced race whose startling fetishistic appearance prompted our own Terry some weeks ago to remark that he sure he'd seen them popping up in a bar in the, in the legendary London venue, leather venue, The Hoist. Seven joins a crew of the Starship Voyager after regaining her individuality and remains with them throughout the remainder of Voyager's show run. The final episode being Endgame, first broadcast in 2001. With her deadpan delivery, a visible humour at, at humanity's foibles and sexy appearance, Seven of Nine remains a fan favourite and will, will be even more so now that there is more promise to explore her, the same-sex attractions. Meanwhile, Star Trek Picard is available on CBS All Access web television. For these news stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For shoutout news, this has been Andy Hull and Hans Peregrine. Shoutout news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go. That's a Stop This Flame by Celeste. Lovely song, that one, isn't it? Oh, that is good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Really good. Nice dance yeah. track. So uh, you, 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 you tend to like the dance tracks I pick. Not, not all of them, but that one's quite a good one, isn't it? It is very good. Yeah, now, very what powerful. Are, what are you doing to keep fit while you're in this lockdown? Um, I'm actually um, taking the dogs for a walk and um, power walking for about forty-five minutes. Oh, cool. Um, those of you who've got an iWatch or an iPhone, I'm actually um, closing my exercise ring and then starting to go around again. So. Yeah, right. it's, okay. it's quite good. I'm yeah. sure that'd okay. be more to Moving people swiftly with, on. <laughs> with an iPhone. So. Yeah, anyway, those but... who haven't got an iPhone, that sounds real bad. 
Well, of course, uh, gyms up and down the country have closed, um, which has had an impact on uh, both the businesses themselves as well as uh, those of us that go to keep fit. I say that like I do that. I don't do that at all. Um, but I do have a couple of friends who do, and I caught up with them this week, again, using the magic of uh, our remote technology. So uh, have a listen to this. Now, uh, with coronavirus going on at the moment, we're obviously all stuck indoors. But a lot of people, one of the things they think about a lot is fitness. I'm joined at the moment by James Butler and Dan Thomas from Target Fitness. A very warm welcome to you guys. Morning. Hello. Uh, give us an idea. I don't know which one of you wants to go first. How, how did you both get into fitness? Is this something you've done all your lives? or On various levels, yeah. We both, I think we've both always been into fitness on different sides. Mine was I've always been, I've always gone to the gym. Um, when I lived in America, I kind of learnt to be a little bit better at going to the gym and then when I moved back that was when I decided to start working in the fitness industry. Uh, what about yourself Dan? Yeah I've always been into um, health and fitness, enjoyed team sports primarily in my youth and then decided to turn my hobby into a career when I got into my early 30s and that's how I started. Both of you own a place called Target Fitness, is that right, in Tewkesbury? Exactly, Fitness, yeah. That's correct. Cool. How, how did that come about? Well, what happened was um, it was a going concern originally and then I... With, with, with somebody else bought the place out and then James came on board when he bought that, orig- that original party out to start off with so then we became business partners we were working together anyway and it just seemed a way to go oh right cool so so you actually met through the gym yes yeah um, so give us a, give us an idea how, how long has the gym been going now we're on year five is it we're on year fifth year yeah we're, we're about to enter it yeah we're in our fifth year so I'm, I'm guessing one of the things you'd never think about when you set up a gym is obviously the, the kind of outbreak that we're going through at the moment with coronavirus. Um, I'm assuming you've had no choice and you've had to close the place as well, have you? Oh, yeah. Very, very little warning. Your doors were shut, well, basically last Friday, um, to which we kind of very quickly got our heads together and decided what we were going to do about that. So our initial plan was we hired out all of our, as much of our equipment as we could. One of my classes is called Body Sculpt, where it's a total body workout using weights so we made up little bundles of the existing equipment and then hired those out and then we also hired out all of our spin bikes so we did all of that over the weekend on the pretense that we would just go into the gym and record what we were doing or stream what we were doing from the gym to our existing members and then obviously as things progressed it turned out that that probably wasn't even going to be practical so we've now gone completely remote um, and streaming from our homes so that that's that's quite phenomenal so what was the reaction like from um the members of the gym have they all been quite supportive and oh yeah i mean they've been kind of the amount of gratitude they've shown has been tremendous and it's been very encouraging for us because obviously our brains are going 10 to the dozen trying to figure out what to do so to have a membership basis behind us who have done nothing but support us and make us feel okay about whatever we do they're going to be behind has been a massive support yeah it's been lovely to have the um the feedback to say that they were impressed with how we managed to decide on what we were going to do run with it and organize it very quickly which was great so it, although it does sound like a bit of a mad scramble trying to get that much kit around did, did you have to like hire vans or did people yeah, come get it or well one of my clients um stefan he owns a logistics company called red logistics and he very kindly let me borrow one of his 
absolutely enormous lorries um so for me to suddenly have to drive that around with a lift on um i feel like i've got you know a lot of string to my bows over the last three days that's just- <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So what's the what's the plan going forward then? I mean, because obviously we, we don't know how long this is going to last, but you've got lots of people at home with your equipment and you can't get to the gym yourself. Um, have you guys thought through the kind of thing you're going to do for the next few weeks? So on our website, we, um, we've pretty much shut all our old stuff down and everything now which is on there is said it's going to be live. So at the moment, we're operating on a four-class-a-day system, um, when usually we were running at about an eight-class-a-day system. So we're about half where we are, but everything we have put on there now, we feel like we can do live. Um, And we're acutely aware that as more and more people get stuck inside, their ability, certainly at the moment, to be able to get hold of exercise equipment. So what we put on there, was, I should imagine, over the next few weeks will evolve into stuff which you can do without any exercise. We do have a few bodyweight things, like I do a bodyweight body sculpt and Dan does a Tabata, which is a kind of like, let's just say it's a, a hit session, all designed through exercises with your own body weight, so no equipment yeah. required. Um, and then obviously we can adapt what we've already got out there because we've got most of our members now do have home equipment or have been able to get source their own um so we'll just adapt from there so it's actually been- just put an extra class on friday as well so one more class has already gone onto the timetable through feedback and and other bits which was a which is a class number one of instructors joe that's just gone on for this friday hasn't it james yes it has she, she wanted to be um the lady in pink she loves a bit of step <laughs> class, so she's doing a, a step class live from her front room, and then she's going into an abs class. So I'm sure everyone can do that because although it's called a step class, you can do it from the floor too. So has it been a bit of a learning curve for the, both of you? Because obviously, I mean, being used to doing gym stuff and learning how to do stuff virtually online are two quite different things. Well, it's it's interesting for me because going online is the biggest change from being face to face. But I started off in the fitness industry doing home-based PT anyway. So I was very much a mobile a mobile trainer. So um, I've almost gone back to back to those routes a little bit and started doing more of the type of training I was doing with clients when I was visiting their homes, which is quite interesting to go back to. Right. Have you, how have you found technologies come on since the last time you did it? It's a wonder. It, sometimes it's, I think because everybody's using the internet at the same time, sometimes it can be a little bit patchy, but on the whole, it's been it's been really easy to kind of use and transition into into the conferencing apps that we're using. Now I'm going to ask you another question because of course not everybody's lucky enough to be a member of yours. <clears throat> There's a lot of people stuck at home at the moment, um, thinking about things like how do I exercise? I'm only really allowed out once a day, and even that we don't know if that's going to get locked down. What what advice would you give to people who are at home and didn't have the luxury of getting gym equipment? What kind of things can they do to stay fit and active? Well, I think the first thing they can do is is look at what local what their local gym are doing so for example we have always run a pay-as-you-go system for our classes so you can come in you can sign up to the sign up to the class itself you can become a, a pay-as-you-go member of the gym and then do that remotely and send into the class so you can actually see people talk to people meet new people and actually exercise and keep yourself active through that class which is then structured for you and, and you can see what you're doing um that would be the first call i would suggest yeah, and also um, there's going to be a lot of personal trainers now who are looking to develop their own industry. Um, I 
uh, I said to Dan that when this first started, I wasn't going to do online personal training because um, in my stubbornness, this was a job I took not to sit in front of a computer. However, I have had to eat my words and decide <laughs> that actually I need to put on my big boy pants and I need to sit in front of a computer and I need to, you know, make this work. And after doing a few trial runs with some of my existing clients, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. So the joys of having a personal trainer and using a personal trainer, um, it's certainly if someone who was just getting into fitness and in an environment which is completely unfamiliar or they have wouldn't they're sat in their front room and they're like, how do I start this? Then I would only ever recommend that they try and get in touch with a personal trainer who can lead them in a way which would be beneficial to them and they would be getting the most out of it rather than just guessing. So I've, I've had the luxury of seeing a couple of your videos so far, James. Um, I, my, my first observation was what was it like doing it to a room with no one and just a camera when you first did it? Um, well, if you have watched my videos, then you will see it starts off with maybe me being a little bit reserved. And I say a little bit reserved because obviously I am in a pair of speedos and a cowboy hat. So you can only be a certain amount. Of <laughs> but... Um, as you can see, as the, as, as the tracks go on, I do start to kind of, you know, sing a little bit and kind of let loose a little bit. So um, eventually you realise that you are in a room on your own and that's cool. But then you do remember that there's a camera in front of you and potentially a lot of people are going to see this. So um, you kind of just have to get over it. And then I'm I presume... kind of yet to break the big boy pants and put my speedos in the cowboy. <laughs> I'm, yet, yeah, I'm, yet, I'm yet to do that one. <laughs> your time will come, Dan. Your time will it's come. It's not far off, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, as far as the PT side of things goes as well, I've changed my format so that I'm doing 30-minute sessions primarily with my clients. So if they were doing a one 60-minute session with me a week, they're now doing two 30-minute blocks. So I'm seeing people more regularly as we are at home and we are a little bit more isolated. Um, so enabling them to keep more active and then giving them little bits to do throughout the day. Um, and then it just means that you can check in a little bit more. So if you are going to go down the PT route, then I, I find that to be really beneficial. Cool. Well, listen, if if people are listening and um, they want to sign up, is that something they can still do with you guys if you're doing things online? Is that possible? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, if you yeah. go to our website, Target Active Personal Training, uh, not only are our classes on there, if you go underneath memberships, um, our personal training links are on there to which there will also be an online personal training link so if you do wish to inquire about online personal training with me or Dan um, the option is there we do also do um, online yoga classes with our two yoga instructors Connie and Julie and then we also have our other instructor Joe Jerry Jones who does a lot of spin classes step classes and abs classes so between my body sculpt classes and my spin classes and Dan's Tabata classes and his spin classes there's a lot of variety there and a lot of these classes other than the spin classes can be adapted to really minimal amount of equipment brilliant cool well listen it's been lovely talking to the pair of you um and i have said it's, it's nice to hear how well you're adapting given the the circumstances to this this online world that we don't know how long it's going to last for but um um again if you do want to sign up targetactivepersonaltraining.com i believe this is the address isn't it guys yes that's the one yeah you'll get to the website that's fine brilliant and uh, you can go see james in his speedos and cowboy hat yes that's on youtube <laughs> if you go onto youtube and you <laughs> target active personal training personal fitness sorry the link to my body sculpt class and my spin class which is filmed in said 
flamingo speedos and white cowboy hat um is there so if you do wish to see that you can join in or you can just enjoy the view <laughs> well i'll tell you what we'll do to make it even easier we'll post the link up along with a podcast um on our website too so if you're listening um on there just just click the link and uh, you never let yourself but listen guys it's been lovely to talk to the pair of you thank you so much for um um your time and best of luck um over the course of the next couple of months perhaps we'll have to catch up with you uh, later on if it goes on for longer than we think well if we do another video with me and dan in our speedos we'll let you know Oh, well, we'll perhaps, perhaps, we'll perhaps we'll have to get you to do one, especially for shout out listeners. That'd be there lovely. There we go. That works. <laughs> there we are. Let's do that. We can do that. That's fine. Brilliant. Cool. Thanks very much, guys. See you, Andy. Thanks. Bye bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go. That's a nice track. You've got to tell me you like that for Handbags and High Heels, surely. That's like a oh, banging dance track. <laughs> Takes me right back. Well, the original Yazoo version was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a, a good sample, that one. Um, that's what called, was it uh, called? It's called Turn Me On. It's by uh, Riton and Olive. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's I would think it's pronounced <laughs> Riton or Riton. It's something like R I T O N. Anyway, um, and Oliver Heldens. Okay, but you're just dreaming then. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen, Andy. <laughs> Wrong gender. Well, I know somebody who is the right gender though. Um, here she is with Kiki. It's our lovely Lara. from Kiki and today we're going to be presenting to you our performance that we gave at Celebrating Black Queerness. We hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Tani um, and she's going to read you a beautiful poem later. So I represent the past. A thousand questions but still no answers. Why wouldn't you teach us? To the government, why did you enforce the act of removal of promoting homosexuality through Section 28 in 1988? leaving centuries of information undiscovered by those who needed it the most. You chose to silence us, you chose not to protect us, and to remove the education of who we were. Why didn't you teach us? Why didn't you teach us that homosexuality is not a Western phenomenon, but indigenous to African culture? Why did I grow up believing that being homosexual was a non-black illness that would infect you if you lived too long in the Western world? Why did I not... Lo- why did we not learn the true history of our people, which included people from all sexualities and genders? There have been tombs dating back to 2400 BC in Africa, in which two male bodies were found embracing as lovers. There are rock paintings drawn thousands of years ago from San people in Zimbabwe, depicting male-to-male intercourse. There were male-to-male marriages in the southern Africa, African mining camps during the 16th century. Mine marriages were not only able to enrich the emotional and sexual lives of the men involved, they enriched the communal life of the miners. So I ask you, why didn't you teach us about women X? And why were they left out of the equation and left unseen? There were palaces of northern Sudan where royal daughters were given permission to freely seek with sleigh girls that the institution of female-to-female marriages were well-documented in approximately 40 pre-colonial societies. If women had the economic surplus to pay the bride wealth necessary, then she was able to claim her wife. 
but also that male marriages between two women was often used to, as a kingship tie between two tribes. How could you not have taught us that gender itself in pre-colonial Africa was not only fluid but embraced? God, the goddesses Mut and Sikmet, the goddess of motherhood and war, were depicted with erect penises. The Ibu and Yoruba tribes found mostly in present-day Nigeria did not have binary genders and typically did not assign gender to babies at birth, but instead waited for later life. The Dagba tribe people in present-day Ghana assigns gender not based on one's anatomy, but rather the energy one presents. But how could we know this? Where can we and our children learn this? So I ask you finally, why can't you teach us how to be comfortable in our own skin? To let us breathe without fear and in be in safety. Knowledge is our key. Um, is knowledge of our past is key to understanding who we are as people. And the willful ignorance of the cutie pocket existence will be its poison. And I'm Tanisha. This poem is called Out. When I came out as queer, there was a whole racket. The thunderous boom of raging voices, the loud whispers of the gossips, the shouts of the indignant. They came with their holy oil, flicked it upon my head, and not just there, but my whole being, doused in the holy oil. My own voice reverberated around my head until it broke out. There's this woman. I'm sorry. I have to go. My words were clearly an assault because they were met with violence. The need for authenticity is quickly replaced by the need to hide. That need was urgent, but the day you enter the world and claw for your first breaths, it was like that. I was desperate to be buried. If Alec had fractured my whole universe, the fabric of my life came apart, and that undoing couldn't be done up again. Who knew the simple act of falling in love could create a war zone? Shame chased me into the ground. And the deep below welcomed me like it had been expecting me. But I wasn't expecting it. That dark place was full of shame. It had all the resistance from them and me. Made me doubt myself and her. The deep below had me teetering. You see, it felt like safety because it was a death. I became absent in my own life for a very long time. The darkness swelled and settled like the tide. And the deep below gave me up when it was time. I emerged and I was different. It was impossible not to be. The dark place does that. I changed my name, my house, three times, my friends, my family. For a while I was an alien in my own life. Now being an alien in this land because of this skin was something I understood. It walked me before I walked it. But this, this was whole new territory being an alien in my own life, to myself, that was hard. But there comes a day when you look in the mirror and you recognise yourself. The deep below, that death starts to feel like a gift because you were reborn and that previous apology becomes unapologetic. It's an exhalation. There's this woman. I am not sorry. I am whole. Together, the past and the present will determine the future. So what I want in the future is to walk this world free of condemnation and to love who I want to love. Because love is love. There are no terms and conditions.
Thank you for listening. We're here at Creaky. Guess us on Facebook. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. There you go. That is The Vow by uh, Ruth Ann. Lovely song, that one. So A nice mellow one to kind of finish the show on, I thought. Yeah, yeah, quite a stark different. contrast to uh, to the earlier piece. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> I want the whim away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like I like the way you're doing that kind of like candles in the winds, like swaying on the on the video cameras with me. It's, so <laughs> kind of makes you wish that we could like do like listeners on on the video cameras. So I think mm. we should do that for one show one week or something. See how many people we could get on camera. Yeah, it's a. Oh, I don't think you crash jitsu now. I, I think I think we could have quite a good laugh with that. Lots of listener participation, you see. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like go all interactive. I know. So yeah. it, does, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, it's like, um, I mean, the internet is coping fine with everything that that we're doing with everyone like working from home and working remotely and and the like. Um, but it it does make you think: how many more people are going to want to do things like work from home after this mm. like thing's over? Mm. It, it might be quite interesting. The only thing is, is that when you're working from home, it's trying to uh, sort of find things to make sure that you sort of have that definite cut-off after you finish so that yeah. you have some time to do something else and sort of unwind before you sort of then go, go on and make your, make your dinner or make your tea mm. or feed the cat or feed the dog or um, baby's children, whatever. Yeah, well, they say they say things like you know some people like they they say like pick a particular room and make that the room you work in, so you know mm. that becomes like your mini place of work. No, not everybody can do that. I understand that, but mm. if you can, then then that that's one way of doing it. Who who's finding like the days kind of blur one into the other a little bit? Yeah, that could be a bit of a, yeah. a bit strange at the moment. Although to be honest, with having online meetings with work actually. We've sort of got something, so we've got a bit of a daily routine going to try and sort of make sure that everyone knows what's sort of around the organisation, sort of going on around the organisation, and also so that everyone can keep track of which day it is. So. I think I'm a it's day behind to have a routine. Oh, sorry, Steph. <laughs> you're, you're a day behind, are you? I keep thinking it's the previous day, so like today I thought it was Tuesday, or yeah, but Tuesday that, I thought it was Monday. You were doing that six months ago, Hans, so yeah. it doesn't really count. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't, don't think the listeners needed to know that, but okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Yeah, um, Tara's making a good point off Mike earlier, weren't you, Tara? About yeah. mental health and that, and um, how people are going to suffer. Yeah, so there's a real concern at the moment about how people manage to deal with their own mental health around the fact they're being so isolated. It is quite a worrying thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I think what I'm struck by is actually there's people out there that have been like this for years that are actually stuck at home and actually, you know, the people that are actually being forced into isolation might want to just think about how it feels because actually that's how some people's lives are Mm. and have been for an awful long time when they've got mental health issues. I mean, what what kind of advice would you give people if they are struggling a bit at home at the moment? Just give yourself some space. You know, there's some fantastic uh, advice out there. Just you've got to let yourself fall apart a bit. Just Mm. let, you know, you can't expect life to be normal at the moment. No. no. And talk about it. I mean, talk about it and, and... 
think about, you know, it is different out there, you know, because mm. actually I think there's a fear around, you know, we hear about the deaths, we don't hear about survivors and all the rest of it, so there's a whole level of Mm. Fear out there. I think we were all kind of feeling it a little bit the other week. I know I certainly was because I've been in isolation for a few weeks, a bit like Andy, because my my husband, well, he got coronavirus and then then I got it. So we we couldn't come to the studio for a couple of weeks before the lockdown even started. So, and Mm. I I remember talking to a couple of you and, and you were kind of like, oh, I'm a bit down at the moment and last week we we did a kind of online get together didn't we and um i haven't laughed so much in a long long time and it really cheered me up and made the rest of that week a lot easier to get through so i think as well what we need to remember is that you know any amount of significant change can be really difficult for people to adjust to like Mm. anybody can find that a challenge and on on top of that um we now know where everyone is all the time at home (laughs) Yes. We've never had that before. But, you know, like even when we are leaving the house, it's, it's a very, has to be a very thought out, sort of organised thing. Um, and we have to give a lot of time for it, um, you know, and, and our freedom has been restricted. So it's perfectly OK to say you're not you're not doing too great. And something that I've felt as well is that I'm very sensitive um, and sort of heightened um, feelings. I'm not sure how to, to explain that, but, but I'm easy. Yeah. I'm quicker to be upset and I'm quicker to feel happy at the moment. Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of people saying similar kind of things. So, um, But I mean, you heard the, uh, the the article earlier where we spoke to Dan and James about um, keeping fit at home mm. and mm. the like. And uh, um, as you heard, they have, have promised they're going to do a shout out special <laughs> with a pair of them in nothing but cowboy hats and speedos. So, uh, Brilliant. Uh, yeah, watch this. Uh, like we said, links will be up on the um, uh, website next to the podcast later on if you want to go see it. So. Um, but yeah, not 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 bad for our first kind of no. remote show, really, yeah. is it? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's quietest cool. I've ever known, Steph. <laughs> 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 it's having a bit of yeah. a dulling effect on you, isn't it? It's it's, it's very very weird, um, and the fact that we've been stopping. How long has it taken us to do a one-hour show that we normally well, do live? It we've took you forty air. minutes to log on and join us, so. <laughs> That doesn't really Burn. count. <laughs> it did. It it's did. I thought that did count. Has it? Minutes. Oh, that's not too bad then. That's not no. too bad. <laughs> it so just seems a lot longer. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's good for us all to be sociable at the same time. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it for another show. Sorry, it's not quite the usual studio quality we used to, uh, but we promise hopefully things will be back to normal soon. In the meantime, if you bring your new show, check out our past catalogue online at uh, Next week, try on. Uh, but for myself and the rest of the remote team, say bye bye, everyone. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.